This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Andrew Shear is going to join us. He's, of course, the leader of the official opposition and the conservative party, and he's uh, imploring the RCMP to investigate for criminal obstruction, Justin Trudeau. This is on the whole SNC Lavalin thing, and uh, we'll thrash that one out here in a moment or two when Mr. Shear joins us, and then we'll get around to our panel and topics worthy of discussion, which, of course, there are many, and uh, some actually don't even have to do with the upcoming election. We know that Doug Ford's always in the crosshairs of uh, folks in the opposition. So uh, when he's put, a, I guess, uh, municipalities on notice, they're going to have to pay a bigger share for child care and public health funding uh, come January 1. After they had imposed that in the middle of the budgets that were being set by the municipalities, you might remember earlier in the summer, uh, a lot of them, the, the howls of outrage went up and they retracted on that, but uh, now they're moving forward, so we'll see what the implications are of that one. By the way, uh, as we get to Mr. Shear here momentarily, well, I see he's joined us already, so I'll get to him now, and uh, then we'll move on to other matters, but uh, this is a big story. It continues to fester, and we are talking last hour to Jonathan Kay, the Canadian editor of Quillette, where he had in a series of tweets after he had listened on his audio device to the full 63-page offering from the Ethics Commissioner. I actually read the whole thing. It was a riveting reading in the sense that you were aghast, appalled that this is the way they operate, you know, the folks in the ivory towers, and in this particular instance, obviously, the PMO surrounding uh, Justin Trudeau. It uh, led you to wonder, man, this is like being allowed to see how the sausage is made, and it ain't that pretty. In fact, uh, some of the serious and profound implications are there was a subversion of the rule of law. That's what I took away from it, amongst other things. But uh, on that matter, when it comes to, well, subverting the law and even breaking the law, this is where Andrew Scheer is joining the Oakley Show as the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, the official opposition. He's asking the RCMP to investigate. Have I got that about right, Mr. Scheer? I think you've summed that up very nicely. I've uh, referred the details that have been brought to light in the Ethics Commissioner's report to the RCMP, because I believe that there's certainly enough there that would warrant an investigation. Well, you know, is it possible they've already begun and we just don't know that they have? Uh, That is possible. Uh, My understanding of how the RCMP operates is that they don't comment on ongoing investigations until charges are are made. But I wanted to make sure that they were, that their attention was drawn to the parts of the Ethics Commission's report that detail the sordid relationship between senior officials at the at SNC-Lavalin who are going back and forth with the Prime Minister's office to put pressure on the Attorney General of Canada. And the reason why I believe this rises to the level of obstruction of justice is because SNC-Lavalin was and is the defendant in a criminal court proceeding. And so to have people going to the Attorney General and she's not aware of the fact that they're also talking to, to the defendant facing these charges, uh, I believe is certainly uh, grounds for an investigation. All right, grounds for an investigation, but you just said you also believe it uh, meets the standard of test of obstruction. I mean, are we parsing terms when we say interference versus obstruction? Well, as I said, I certainly do believe that that it rises to a level where uh, the, the, the independence of our justice system was undermined, that they were uh, doing something to uh, to discredit Jody Wilson-Raybould and also to undermine her decision. And don't take my word for it. That's, that's not just my opinion. That is the finding from the Ethics Commissioner, who is an independent officer of Parliament. 
And uh, I believe that when when you've got senior officials in the prime minister's office mapping out a game plan, a strategy to avoid prosecution for a company facing criminal charges, and then going to the attorney general and at, you know advising her to get a second opinion, to maybe talk to a few people. Oh, by the way, we're not going to tell you that the people that we're going to appoint you to, we've coached or we've uh, or or they're on the payroll for SNC Lavalin. Uh, then I absolutely believe that that is a very serious uh, issue. Now, at the end of the day, it's it's not up to me as leader of the opposition to decide who gets charged in this country. And thank goodness for that. I believe uh, this whole point is about the independence of our judicial system. And that's why I, I, I am confident that, that the RCMP is the competent authority to make that final decision. But uh, boy, this the whole thing just stinks. You know, when you look at uh, uh, senior people in the prime minister's office, people who, who have, uh, you know, training and, and backgrounds in legal issues, talking to the defendant and then talking to uh, the person who's responsible for directing the prosecution, that's outrageous. We would never stand for that if this were an individual being charged, and we shouldn't stand for it now. Well, yeah, and uh, the ethics commissioner's uh, findings were exactly that, findings. There's no real weight in law, but now you're asking to formalize those. Well, exactly. You know, the, the ethics commissioner can only operate under the, the act, and, and, and he can really only issue a report. Uh, it's up to other authorities to determine whether or not uh, anything should be done uh, you know, beyond that. Ultimately, on October 21st, it will be up to Canadians to decide what to do with this information, knowing now that the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, was more interested in helping the corporate executives at a company facing fraud and corruption scandals, uh, sorry, fraud and corruption uh, charges, uh, than preserving the independence of our prosecutorial uh, system. Uh, we don't want to live in the kind of country where powerful politicians can, you know, be lobbied by corporate Canada or by powerful individuals and start to put their finger on the scales of justice. That's There are many reasons why people come to Canada, one of which is that they are often fleeing countries where the people in charge are able to influence the courts, are able to have one set of rules for the rich and powerful and one set of rules for everyone else. So while Justin Trudeau is working hard to make sure that people at SNC-Lavalin or Loblaws are able to get ahead, Conservatives are going to shine a light on the scandal and remind Canadians that we're working hard for everyone else to get ahead, all the law-abiding Canadians in this country. Again, with Andrew Scheer, leader of the Conservative Party, of course, the official opposition. Yet, politically, uh, I'm wondering how this plays, because, you know, in Quebec, uh, it's one of the, I guess, corporate darlings uh, supported by the Casta de Poe, SNC-Lavalin, I'm talking. So when uh, the argument being made and Jody Wilson-Raybould was being, I guess, pressured because the argument was uh, to retain jobs, uh, do you see that that might have some currency in the province of Quebec? Uh, no, I don't. And because that's because the, the jobs argument is a lie. It's been shown to be a lie. I saw Justin Trudeau repeating it again today. He's hoping that when people say uh, corruption and obstruction of justice, that if he just says jobs enough times that uh, that he can get through this. But it's, it's never been about jobs. We know that. The ethics commissioner determined that uh, the finance department never did an impact on jobs. We have the quotes from Justin Trudeau himself saying that he was worried about his own seat, that there was an election coming. I think his, his exact quote was... Um, uh, although good policy in the world doesn't matter in an election year. I mean, that's outrageous. So this isn't about jobs. The, the types of construction projects that SNC-Lavalin work on are the roads and bridges and, and public transit projects all across this country. 
that work will get done anyway, no matter who does it. Uh, and uh, and the head of SNC Lavalin himself said that they never raised the issue of lost jobs with the prime minister. Uh, people in Quebec ha- have have uh, remembered the, the Charbonneau inquiry. They, they they remember how they were used as an excuse for the sponsorship scandal. Uh, I believe that Quebecers have uh, just as much uh, of a low tolerance for corruption and scandals as every other Canadian. They want their justice system to be fair and impartial just as much as every other Canadian. And so I will be talking about this scandal just as much in Quebec as I am anywhere else. Interestingly, Mr. Scheer, uh, it's been uh, offered up last hour. We talked about it as well. Uh, and what reforms would you introduce to avoid this happening again? For example, you know, the argument was that these big companies like SNC-Lavalin, and there are others, maybe Bombardier, I mean, hate to uh, reference another Quebec-based company, but they feel like they got the PMO on speed dial or some kind of a retainer. Uh, Twas ever thus, I think. Uh, how would you then change the equation to avoid this going forward? Well, I, I will say that these types of scandals happen when liberals are in power. I know there's been suggestions made about splitting the role of attorney general and, and minister of justice. That's I, I think that just to me that just reeks of Justin Trudeau trying to blame the system and say like you know he's a victim because there weren't clear enough guidelines. I reject that. Obstruction of justice is is easy to understand, and and when specifically when Jody Wilson-Raybould herself warned Justin Trudeau, you know you should probably stop talking about this because you're getting awfully close to crossing the line. We know that he was warned by the Privy Council office as well. So he knew exactly what he was doing. He just didn't count on Ms. Wilson-Raybould standing up for what's right in this country. I will say that as it relates to corporate Canada in general, we're far more interested in creating jobs by leveling the playing field for all Canadians, for all corporations, not picking winners and losers. And that's why we'll be making some announcements as it relates to corporate welfare and government bailouts. Uh, We believe that it's far more effective to grow an economy when you have a a low-tax regime for everyone, when you have smart regulations that don't uh, punish companies for innovating or uh, force duplications on them. And when you have that kind of approach for the entire economy, you don't need the government to try to intervene and you know, cut special favors for some groups here or other groups there. Everyone gets treated equally. That's much better for the economy. That will also allow us to lower taxes and reduce the cost of living for all Canadians. Well, all right. And finally, you know, because the prime minister says he accepts full responsibility, but he won't apologize. Uh, Again, I'm not sure how that actually uh, gets squared, that circle, but I'm not even sure an apology, given the profundity of what's been, uh, uh, you know, uh, committed here uh, or allegedly have been committed, I guess, uh, depends on your perception, if that would have even been appropriate because it was subverting the rule of law. But uh, you tell me how you feel about his position on this. Uh, It's it's complete nonsense. It's so phony. Uh, You're absolutely right. I suppose if he had apologized on day one and acted like he had no idea what he was doing, uh, we might have been able to, Canadians might have been able to accept that. But the fact that he, instead of accepting responsibility, launched a campaign to discredit Jody Wilson-Raybould. He set his uh, attack dog loose to to smear her reputation and started a whisper campaign. He then ultimately kicked both Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott out of caucus just for telling the truth. I think it's far too late for him to apologize now. And what kind of nonsense words is he spouting when he says he accepts the report but refuses to take responsibility or refuses to apologize because he doesn't think he did anything wrong? We're talking about a prime minister who cannot tell the difference between right and wrong. And that means that if he's re-elected, he'll continue to do this kind of thing, 
blur the lines between the Liberal Party of Canada and the government of Canada. And that's another reason why we cannot afford another four years of Justin Trudeau. So you believe character or credibility issues are going to be uh, equally important to economic issues come the election? Well, I, I obviously believe that economic issues are going to be important. Uh, we're going to be speaking to the cost of living crunch that are that is facing Canadians. We're going to have a campaign to make life more affordable. But at the end of the day, we you know we we have to have people in office who respect the law. We cannot have lawmakers who are lawbreakers, and uh, th- that would be a, a very dangerous precedent to set if Justin Trudeau gets away with this and then continues to, to, to govern in this way. And again, you know, he, he's always done this. He's never accepted responsibility or apologized for things he's done. He's quite quick to apologize on behalf of other people for things that were done long ago. Uh, but anything that's happened under his watch, whether it's his own personal conduct or mistakes that his government has made, uh, he, he, he always blames the system or blames other people. And he's just completely fake when it comes out with these meaningless word salads of accepting responsibility but not but disagreeing with the finding that that, that that means nothing to Canadians all right well uh, we'll see if the RCMP does take you up on the offer if in fact uh, they haven't already launched an investigation I don't uh, presume that they would actually come out with anything uh, prior to the election anyway would they uh, that's honestly up to them uh, I, I could not uh, speak to when or, or on what terms they would uh, you know launch an actual criminal charge uh, I obviously believe that uh, the sooner we get to the bottom of this, the better. I should point out that we have an ethics committee meeting on Wednesday where Liberal MPs will have the choice to shine a light on this scandal or once again uh, put their party before their country and shut down the investigation. So I am uh, calling on people to contact their Liberal Member of Parliament and ensure that uh, these MPs know that Canadians expect a full hearing on this report. We want to hear from the Ethics Commissioner. We want to hear from the nine witnesses who are prevented from cooperating because Justin Trudeau refused to grant them permission to do so. Uh, These are important things that need to happen, and Wednesday's a big day when we find out whether or not the problem with the Liberal Party is just in who's leading it or whether or not the entire party is infected by the same rot and the same scandal. All right. Well, obviously, this is not going away anytime soon. Uh, I appreciate your weighing in this afternoon. I'm sure we'll talk down the road. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. You got an Andrew Scheer, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and head of the official opposition. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.